I don't know whether you can hear me or not. Maybe some of what I'm saying will echo through. Hey, welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode 23. <laughs> Baby. All right. Today we are with Emily Schaefer. Hello. Um, hey, um, so what are we talking about today? Um, we're talking about how the gospel changes your life, everybody's life. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, if people think that like, oh, I'm saved and now I'm good. Like, I don't need the gospel anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of people think in the Christian life. And it's not true. It's mm-hmm. like the Christian needs it just as much as the non-Christian. So that's what we're talking about. But before we begin, like, who are you? What do you do? Mm-hmm. What's your passion? And your favorite beverage. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, I'm Emily Schaefer. Um, I'm from uh, Itty Bitty Town, Tremont, Illinois. And I'm a student at Illinois State University. I'm going for special ed teaching. So yeah, I'm currently doing clinicals and teaching students and absolutely loving it. Mm. It's fun. And do you have a favorite beverage? Oh yeah. Um, I, I really like tea. <laughs> tea? Yeah, hot tea. Hot tea. Any specific flavor? Um, it depends on the moment. Uh-huh. I like chamomile or I like peppermint. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on cold tea? Like, yeah, ice, cold tea, good. tea, like in the summer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about cold tea in the iced tea in the winter? It depends if it's cold out and if I want something warm or not. Mm. Well, you know, just like tea, <laughs> 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 when we're either cold or hot, we're neither. We're lukewarm. God will spit us out. That's right. And that will be you if you don't believe the gospel. (laughs) Today we're talking about the gospel. (laughs) Um, But anyways, yeah, we're going to spend some time talking about all the ways that the gospel changes our lives and, like, why should you trust the gospel as a Christian? And, like, it's really cool to see this in our lives. And Emily has some good examples in her life. And we have a bunch of case studies in the Bible that I just spent some time like meditating on and thinking on how does the gospel change our lives in certain lives of people and different idols that we have in our lives. So um, we're going to answer this in four questions and a lot of what I'm using is from Tim Keller and his stuff on um, on the gospel, like how that changed our lives. So I'm borrowing a lot of this from him. But the first question is, what's the gospel? The second is, does the gospel change our lives? The third is, what does the gospel-shaped life look like? And finally, like, how does the gospel change our lives? Like, how does this actually work? All right? And so, um, to begin, be- before we start, it's like, I think sometimes, like, thinking about this type of, like, gospel searching, of, like, I need to find the gospel and everything, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of, like, what we're trying to get you to. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, this is, like, what we're going for. It's like, mm-hmm. we want the gospel in all parts of our lives. And yeah. that's the whole point of this, like, you know, this podcast but I think before we do that, just stop and ask, like, is that okay? Like, mm-hmm. should we search for the gospel and all these things? Like, do you think that's yeah. important? Like, what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's definitely important to think about, okay, like, is the gospel important? Why is it important? And um, that's actually something I really thought about, um, like, for the last year or so. It's um, in just thinking about, okay... Like, what is the gospel? Because I would, like, read in the Bible and see that, like, Jesus calls us to share the gospel um, with, like, people that don't know Jesus. And 
I, when I really like stopped and looked at myself, I was like, I don't know if I know what it is to be able to share it with someone else, let alone like know it for my own heart. Um, and I found that the more that I have like dug into what is the gospel, it has changed my life as a Christian and not just as like, for, it's not just for people that don't know Jesus, which mm-hmm. it's, it's just been really cool to see. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that is true that it if we if we are not letting it seep into our life i would say um you may not be a christian even sometimes mm-hmm. if you if you're not having the gospel change it if your motivation to do things is out of a heart of i need to do this to earn god's favor i need to do this um to justify myself mm-hmm. and like the reason why i i want to feel good is because i have to do something and i think if the gospel isn't affecting your life, that's our default nature, mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. to act like that, to, to say, I'm number one, I want to live for myself. Mm-hmm. And so, that and that's the nature of the gospel, and when it comes in our lives, it will change these things. And so, some verses is like um, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, I think it's like, um, it's, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul says this, he says that, and that's like maybe... Uh, it's a exaggeration in some ways because obviously he knew other things besides Jesus Christ that like he was mm-hmm. a really smart man but he the whole point is like I won't go anything the gospel is sufficient for everything and I'm, I'm looking for the gospel um, Philippians 3:14 as I decided to forget everything behind and I press on to the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus he's like I'm pressing on um, Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, I mean, Romans 1.16 or Romans 2.4, um, the, the grace of God leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. And so you see these things as like the gospel is central to obedience in the Christian life. So you can't have oh, like obedience without the gospel so it's not irreligion and it's Mm -hmm. not religion so irreligion of saying like oh i can do whatever i want i can Mm -hmm. seek pleasure do whatever i want it doesn't matter um and then religion of like do this you have to do this and you have to do this the gospel isn't either or right it's it's not telling you to hey here's some advice 10 steps to get to god Mm -hmm. um but it's news Mm -hmm. the gospel is news and specifically great good news and that's the heart of any so any other religion will tell you like hey you know you have to go to this place you have to do this thing i am i will tell you how to get to god this is how you get to god and christianity is i am god i've come down Mm -hmm. for you and that is empowering when you see that jesus died to release us from slavery so it's like there's so many layers to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. um, that's when you start to like break it down. And sometimes, and that's the beauty of it. If like the gospel can be understood by a three-year-old or, you know, horrible. old. It's like, it's like gospel can be understood by anyone. But then it's so complex and so beautiful. There's so many sides to it. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you, you see that, of like it will um, change your life. And so... Um, yeah, I, even like when you think about it, of so in your house you probably have an item that you walk past pretty frequently. You know, it's a picture frame, 
uh, a doorknob or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, if I took that item and started quizzing on it, like, you asked you questions like, hey, what's it look, look, what it look like, how big is it, um, you know, how many inches, the color, what's it feel like? Um, I mean, that, that picture that you look at every day, you might not know it as well as you think. And I would say the same is for the gospel. You don't know the gospel as well as you think. Um, but when we really rediscover the gospel, it can start to change our lives. Mm, absolutely. So, I, I yeah, I think I want to ask, like, does the gospel mm-hmm. change our lives? Like, yeah. can it actually change me? Mm-hmm. You know, is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've like seen it change my own life. It's been mm-hmm. really cool. Um, as I so about like a year ago, um, just over time when I was just really um, starting to like dig deeper and like this and like um, because yeah, I wanted to be able to share the gospel with other people and like understand it. Um, I yeah, I think I realized um, that it did change my life, and I think what was really cool was um, I just different things that I struggled with, different sin issues. Um, when I looked at through the eyes of the gospel, like it, it changed everything. Um, I struggled with, um, there was like, so about a year ago, I found myself in kind of just like a lukewarm place. Um, just, yeah, my tea was, it was lukewarm. It wasn't hot mm. or cold. Um, <laughs> and, um, I was in this like lukewarm place and I found myself like running to other things other than God. I found myself mm. like running to social media or, or just um, wasting like all this time on YouTube or all these different things. And that left me so broken and so um, just like empty and um, shame. And I felt a lot of shame and like because of my sin and all these things. And um, it was easy for me to look at those things and be like, oh, like, wow, I'm horrible. Like mm-hmm. I failed. Like, wow. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm not being doing who I want to be. I'm not being like the Christian God calls me to be like shame on me, like all these things. And that's like looking at through the eyes of shame. And that is not the gospel. Exactly. But the gospel says is this is what like was so life transforming for me was, is that I am a sinner, but Mm -hmm. praise God for that because I serve a God who is my savior Mm -hmm. and he's a God who redeems us. He brings us out from our darkness, our sin into his marvelous light and he he transforms us. So it's not about me being a good Christian. It's not about yeah. me working it all together. It's about God and mm. His grace and His strength and what He does. And then He changes me. Yeah. So by His grace, I'm not living addicted to social media right now. By His grace, I'm walking in freedom and victory in Christ because it's all about Him and what He does in us, not our strength. Mm. Yes. I mean, that's so true. That's and that's the that's the first question we, we asked like what is the gospel mm-hmm. and the gospel isn't do these things it's not um and I, i've heard tim keller say this and i'll, I'll keep repeating it because it's you know it's true and this is what you can use to diagnose is this a is this the gospel of like <sighs> the gospel is delight and not duty mm-hmm. and it's it's transforming and when we really see that christ came down to lay himself down for us and take our sin to do the work for us that if we believe in him like that will transform us mm-hmm. you know yeah and so um and it's not just this like one-time thing but it, it happens over the course of a lifetime of like continuing to trust in that and so um this is super interesting mm-hmm. i i 
was um, I saw this like Paul when he was persuading persuading the Corinthians to give money. So he's writing this letter and he's like he's asking for you know a lot of money, um, but he doesn't use um, the law to mm-hmm. persuade them to do that. He doesn't mm-hmm. say hey the law says right here you have to tithe. Um, he doesn't use his apostolic authority. He doesn't say um, hey I am an apostle appointed by Christ Jesus. He doesn't say that to persuade mm-hmm. them, even though he could have. Um, he uses the gospel. He says, because Christ gave himself for us, you can therefore give um, with grace. And so I think you see the standard of, like, the gospel just, like, it takes, there's the law. It's over there on the corner, and it just, like, shreds it to pieces. It's like, hey, it's like the law says do this, but it's like the gospel surpasses all those things it gives us this grace um and in the disciplines of grace by jerry bridges there's a quote um (laughs) i'm quoting a quote from a book (laughs) and from john bunyan and he is the writer of pilgrim's progress and he says this quote he says and he's kind of speaking to himself he's like run john run the law commands but gives us neither feet nor hands better news the gospel brings it bids us flight and gives us wings and so this is the essence of like it's like dude the the law it's like gonna say hey do it it's like mm-hmm. and then you're just over here it's like I can't like you know I've I've failed right but it's like when you receive the gospel it actually empowers you to live that out of like because Christ gave Himself for me it's like who is this God like I want to know mm-hmm. you more I want to follow you mm-hmm. and that's like the power um, to obey mm-hmm. um, yeah okay yeah and so. I think um, that's, a, that's a really good example in your life. And mm-hmm. here's another verse I wrote down um, that's helpful. It's Titus 2, 11 through 12. And I think when people think about the gospel, it sometimes seems as if, yeah, it's like God saves me and now, you know, I'm free to do um, whatever I want. Or like, you know, or even the point of repentance. Like, mm-hmm. how does repentance work in this? Do I have to feel a certain amount of sorrow for my sin? Do I have to do something? Mm-hmm. Um, so this verse um, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the pre- present age. And so you see it's like the grace of God appears, and it brings salvation, but it also trains us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. Um, and so it's like it does that because we place our faith in Christ. And so it, it works together. It's like repentance is a response mm-hmm. to Christ. You know, it's to, a response to grace. Yeah, um, Yeah, kind of like how the Bible says that, yeah. like, um, the goodness of God, like, leads us yes. to repentance. And just how, like, yeah, it's his goodness and his character. And yes. I think that's something, too, to, like, think about is... Um, when like trying to or just like looking at life through the eyes of the gospel mm-hmm. um, like when you if you do like fall into sin or like you're struggling with something like when you recognize like who God is and like fixing your eyes on him because yeah ultimately the gospel is about him and what he has done for us so when I am struggling or when um, like I don't know how to, how to like what to do um like through the eyes of the gospel like I mentioned like I realize that like he's redeemed me and I'm changed by him but also like if I recognize who this God is that I'm serving that he's a good father Mm -hmm. that he is faithful that he's just that he's holy then I recognize that 
the, I'm loved by this God and that mm-hmm. this love isn't just like this like little like oh you're loved or whatever or I don't know dumb thing mm-hmm. it's it's something that changes us because he wants us to know him yes all right that's that's awesome um, yeah that's perfect so this the second half of this podcast the first half was what is the gospel mm-hmm. does it actually change our lives the second half is what does the gospel shape life look like and mm-hmm. how does the gospel change our lives and so there's so many different ways it works and it, the, it's a crazy thing it's the same gospel same thing but it works in everyone's lives in different ways and it can root out different idols in our hearts mm-hmm. we all have different sin issues um i mean are you are, do you ever sin i mean oh yeah yeah i mean that's like a dumb <laughs> a question Save that it's like yeah dude like i'm like it's like hard to like bring that up to people but mm-hmm. it's like part of our life is just realizing that like yeah have mercy on me, God, like... And I think that's something, or, like, I feel like our culture, like, you hear all the time, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm a good person, or, oh, and I think that's a lot of times, like, people bring that into, like, if someone, if you, like, ask them, oh, like, um, like, if, like, if you die, like, will you go to heaven or Mm -hmm. not? A lot of times people will say, oh, I'm a good person, and this is, like, so false, like, when you look at it in terms of the gospel, because, like, the gospel says, like, we're sinners, Mm. like, we aren't good people, and I think sometimes, too, like, when we as Christians like living in um like just church places and just um like yeah walking as Christians like it can be easy to buy into the lie that oh like I'm a good person like look at me like look what I'm doing but no absolutely not we're a sinner saved by God's mm-hmm. grace and that's who we are yeah you you found that floor bam <laughs> that's on right <laughs> crushes crush here <laughs> or crushes head that's right um all right sweet so it's like there's there's multiple ways this works so there's actually a book uh, called the 3D Gospel, and it's really short, but it's pretty much how different cultures and the different ways the gospel can be preached to different cultures. And um, this was actually interesting, though. I asked Max Styles a question once because um, I was thinking about, um, yeah, of like just ministering the gospel to someone in a different culture, and I asked him about, hey, what is it, how, what, how should you look at shame on our culture? And this is what he said, and I think it's very valuable information when you're when you're kind of consuming this information from us. Just take it through this lens. He said, "Don't worry about what how you will say that." It's like he's like the Bible is written in a shame honor culture, um, but it's at the same time there's there's so many different ways that it goes. Like it, it's going to our culture, which is in a lot of ways very different than what the Bible is written to, but it still registers. So, anyways. Don't, he said, don't worry about those things. Just worry about sharing the gospel. Just worry about, you know, just make that your priority. And so, um, and don't worry about all those things. So I, I don't feel like you have to know all the ways it works out, but we're just going to spend this time and talk about, like, what are all the ways that the gospel can change your lives? Just to give you an idea, the gospel is a diamond. It's so many sides. It's not just this triangle that you look at, but as you take that triangle and you spin it around, you start to see, Oh, this is a diamond, and I, that's that's the point of what we're about to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I'll I'll start, and um, you can chime in on different ways you think mm-hmm. um, the gospel can change our lives, and like what does this look like? Yeah. I want to start, and a lot of this is from Tim Keller because um, you know he's big on this stuff. Um, Acts sixteen. There's a couple case studies, um, and he, Tim Keller talks about this. And so Lydia, you know, she's a seller of purple, and this is Acts sixteen thirteen through fifteen. Um, 
So it says, On the Sabbath, we went outside to the city gate to the river. When we expected to find a place of prayer, we sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from a city of Thatteria named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house, and she persuaded us. Okay, so I know I'm going through this fast, so I'm just going to probably give you bullet points on the different characters coming up in the story. Uh, but Lydia is the first one we want to look at, and this is how the gospel worked in her life. So she's a dealer. She's she's a uh, merchant. A couple things you learn. Um, she's a dealer, um, so she's very you know thrifty, and um, she's a dealer of purple. So this is a very... A premium item you don't just get purple cloth it's a very hard process so she's dealing with um, very expensive material and she probably sells um, beautiful clothes to beautiful people and you see that it's like it's some he Tim Keller said it's like the equivalent of a bougie Manhattan boutique you know you kind of think of it like that um, not only that but she's a worshiper of God and so she's seeking God and she's at this place of prayer and you see that um, Paul is stopped by and he actually this is so like culturally different he's it, this this group of women were there like at a place of prayer like normally like like Paul wouldn't necessarily be in that place but he comes there and he like shares the message of Jesus and she responds to Paul's message. She responds in faith, and she's like, "Hey, I'm I want to get baptized. My whole household." Um, and then she's like, "Come to my house," you know, invites invites them over. And so that's that's Lydia. But the thing is, it's like the gospel became. She dealt with beautiful things, and um, she saw the beauty of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So that's one way it works. Is it's it, the gospel is beautiful. Um, another right after this, the story of this slave girl that has a demon and she's walking and following Paul around and she's like hey um, I know who you are you're you know servants of the most high and they're gonna tell you how to be saved and then she like Paul gets so annoyed by this girl that's demon possessed turns around and says <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ I command you to come out of her and it's not like Paul was like moved by compassion to do this it kind of looks like Paul was kind of just like fed up with mm -hmm. her and so it's just kind of funny it gives yeah. him a little bit of humanity mm -hmm. of like paul is not <laughs> jesus he just simply got so annoyed anyways and the demon came out of her and um she followed jesus and so it's like her it's like the gospel was powerful so it's like beautiful it's powerful these are all sides to the gospel not only that but it's, it's practical later on in the same chapter this jailer um paul and silas peter they both get um taken into prison and they're singing songs and the the doors come open um that and the jailer receives them into their house and pretty much their whole family comes to christ and the jailer saw it as like this 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 contentment that they have this mm -hmm. is helping them where they're at in their situation mm -hmm. he's probably a practical guy you know like this roman soldier i'm gonna do my job and he said i need this in my life i need this contentment this rejoicing mm -hmm. and so um, it was practical for him. And so there's um, the rest of these things. These are idols in our hearts that I'm going to keep going through, and I'm going to let you chime in. I know okay. I'm talking a lot no, you're here. you're good, you're good. But 
um, it it speaks into our discouragement mm-hmm. and depression. You know, it's like versus like you know religion, religion which Christianity I wouldn't say is religion would say you know you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You need to repent. Like you need to mm-hmm. do something. But then it's like. Uh, other people would say, "Oh, just go enjoy yourself." Like you're, mm-hmm. you're not. In, but the gospel says, "Is like there's something in your life that you're making more important than God, mm-hmm. and you need to identify what that is, and you know, make Christ the most important thing in your heart. And that would, because you're putting some type of emphasis on something that's going to let you down. And mm-hmm. that's the whole point of discouragement. Or your parents, you say you make your parents your idol." Um, the gospel speaks into that as like this this love and acceptance I've gotten from my heavenly father I no longer need the love and acceptance mm-hmm. um, from your parents even like um, whether and that opens you up to forgive mm-hmm. your parents if they've done something wrong or even to love them if they've done um, yeah just to love them well um, yeah I think on yeah. that I think if we when you recognize like whose we are like it's not about like oh like I'm like so great but it's like I'm like a son or I'm a daughter of like God and like when we like see our life through like that identity and like identify ourselves as like children of God that can be like so life-changing just like with like thinking about like the gospel and like how like I'm not I'm not a slave to sin like I'm not a slave to um, my disappointments or discouragement or depression or whatever sin problem like um yeah there's so many like struggles and issues that we um struggle with like even just like um like lots of people like I feel like sometimes there's so many um like sometimes in like just Christian culture we're not very good at being vulnerable and being real yeah but I think when we are we recognize that like we all are like sinners and we all need a savior mm. um yeah Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. that's perfect. I mean, it's like it goes such against the grain of who we are. The gospel is, mm-hmm. and so I mean, I could keep going on on these examples. Like I have this list, and now I'm just starting to realize like this is too long for <laughs> what we want to go through. So I'm just gonna tell you these things that it works through, and um, you could maybe explore it on your own. Um, but I mean, racial superior superiority. It's like mm-hmm. the gospel speaks to that. Um, wanting self the for acceptance and approval from other people it's like the gospel speaks into that Mm -hmm. um workaholism the gospel speaks into that marriage um all these things and i mean you could all of your life so that's the gospel affects these things um i mean i I, this one's fresh Mm -hmm. in my mind so I'll, i'll share it yeah sure and this is on um a struggle i have is either to pity myself or have be really prideful of myself. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing, actually. Yeah. It's like pity is this, the other form, the flip side mm-hmm. of having a big ego. So either it's like, I'm doing great. It's like, dude, I'm killing the game. Mm-hmm. It's all about me. Or then if like things go well, then I pity myself or I go poorly. And I'm just like, man, mm-hmm. um, and just down in your emotions and stuff. And so that's my thing mm-hmm. um, that I've been working on. And so this past weekend was... My, or I guess last week, a whole week from now, it was my birthday, and I didn't really tell anyone it was. I didn't really put it on like Facebook or anything like that, so I didn't really expect people to say things. Actually, I wasn't. But then, like when it came down, like I didn't really mm. get a ton of things at first, and I was like, and I start to pity myself. And on my birthday <laughs> of all days, of like you know, mm-hmm. it's like really 
fun and it's like you start to realize like how big of like an ego or like mm. a pride you have um but that's not the answer of like just it's like ah i can't why can't i get rid of this pity it's like the answer is jesus because he died for us he helps me not think less of myself mm-hmm. you know not to put myself down yeah but think of myself less he's mm-hmm. like he gives me this new um, thing to focus on instead of focusing on myself mm-hmm. I can focus on the gospel and focus on what Christ has done um, that's just one way it's worked out recently yeah um, in my life yeah I think also just thinking about it like the gospel is so freeing because mm-hmm. like so many times I can look at life through like the eyes of perfectionism or just like oh like I want to like do this right or like um, yeah like meet standards of my own or, or whatever of other people but yeah when I look through the eyes of the gospel I'm like okay or, or even when I look through the eyes of my sin or of my own self I say like wow I'm never going to be able to be perfect or I'm never going to be able to measure up but then like when I look through the eyes of the gospel like praise God for that because no I'm never going to measure up mm-hmm. but Jesus he paid it all and so I can trust the sufficiency of Christ to cover Mm. um, my failures or my imperfections, which is really freeing. Yeah, that is freeing. It's like, dude, I I think if you're listening to this, I think you might be what I am sometimes too of like, you feel like you're hearing the same thing over and Mm. over and over again. And maybe you're just hearing it in different ways, but that's the gospel. And I think that's what it should do. It's like, we need to pound it into our brains and there's just different times um, in your life that that will speak into like whatever you come across in your life it's like it can speak in that Mm -hmm. Um, so the last question we're gonna ask and then we're gonna finish is how how does the gospel Mm -hmm. do this like how 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 does this happen and the answer is by worship Mm -hmm. and it's it's not abstract but it's experiencing Christ as an ultimate beauty as as his love uh, it's by worshiping him, by meditating on the gospel, by getting it into your heart, and that will change you. So it's like mm-hmm. Thomas Chalmers, he wrote the book, The Expulsive Power of a New Affection, and he says this quote, and he says, Never does the sinner find him within himself so mighty a moral transformation as when under the belief that he is saved by grace, mm-hmm. he feels constrained thereby, thereby to offer his heart as a devoted thing and to deny ungodliness so it's like grace free free acceptance just like getting that down into your heart and i'm not talking about this thing like the talking about it. i'm not talking about mm-hmm. talking about it that's that's a mind blow <laughs> why did i say that but it's, good. what i'm saying is this is a thing that you need to experience experience mm-hmm. is love get with god yeah um yeah, you're not going to find it from just, yeah, like rules or regulations mm-hmm. or just doing the right thing. Or even, like, you're going to find it from, like, seeking his heart. Yeah. And I think, like, I think sometimes we, like, struggle with, like, well, how do I, like, even, like, know God? Or how do I have a relationship with God? And I think, like, you have to, like, be intentional. And people will say, oh, like, read the Bible and pray. Because, like, those are the things that, like, you, um, like, talk to God and communicate with him. But... I think in doing those things, like, when you go to pray, like, discovering, like, the heart of God by, like, mm-hmm. asking him, like, God, like, help me to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, who who are you? Like, who do you say that you are? And, like, 
is is it true and do I believe it? Mm. And then if I don't believe it, like why am I not believing it? Or like what is getting in the way? Like is there fear mm. or shame? Like am I afraid? And then asking God to help us to know him and his real like character, who he really yeah. is. Mm. I think when the gospel really starts to change you is when you see Jesus on the cross in your place mm-hmm. and it really just becomes personal mm-hmm. and so whatever that means for you for the gospel to become personal for you to realize to sit down and just see it's like God saved me and mm-hmm. if you can understand that simple thing um, the gospel will change you yeah um, and it's it's beautiful yeah um, um, yeah I don't know do you have any more thoughts on that yeah um, the only thing something I was thinking about too is just I want to speak to Like, I don't know if there's people listening that Mm -hmm. maybe are just struggling with, like, secret sins or you're hiding things. Like, bring those to the light because Satan, like, loves darkness. And we have to bring those to the light and then, um, and confess our, like, sins and our faults. But, like, and then, like, see it through the eyes of the gospel because you can overcome your secret sins or your sins or your the thing that you think no one, like, knows about or understands or gets it. Like, God can save you from that, too, because God is God, and he is faithful mm. to bring us through whatever thing we think he can't. Mm. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Okay. All right, well, that's like a, a tidal wave of <laughs> of gospel. Like, I feel like I just got hit by a truck, honestly. <laughs> um, and that's what the gospel does. I mean, mm. like, if you are a Christian, it's like, um, you tell someone, like, hey, I got hit by a truck. You better look like you got hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you're walking around. I was like, I just got hit by a Mack truck. He's like, bro, you're talking to me. You're looking at me. It's like, you did not get hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> That's what the gospel feels like sometimes if you're if you're a Christian. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for joining. Yeah, uh, Open up fun. your home. It's getting warmer out, so I hope that um, people are getting excited about that. Oh, all right, to mention this, um, I want to do a Q&A session pretty soon. So I'm, I'll include it, a form in the description. So if you have a question you would like answered, um, then just going to be you know, kind of fun if you want to ask my favorite Subway sandwich or stuff like that. It won't even have to be serious. Um, but um, I just want to hear from you guys. And I've, I've, um, just to see where you're from, I, I think I'm trying to understand who my listeners are because I have a general idea because I've had people like reach out to me, but also I don't know, you know, where you're at in life. And so I think I want to understand uh, the people listening more so I can help serve you better. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, thanks for listening again. And um, you want to finish up? And yeah. That's how you trust God, bro? Yeah, okay, okay. And that's, that's how you trust God, bro. Woo! <laughs>